We adventurers find ourselves dashing here and there across the lands of Middle-earth, from the frosty norths of Forakel to the southern shores of Pelargir, battling orcs and goblins and wargs and dragons. But there's only one dragon in Bywater, and that's green. So on a chill autumn evening, to take a rest after much questing, there is no better shelter to be found than fireside, drink in hand, at the Green Dragon Inn. The ubiquitous watering hole was a favorite among hobbits and is stapled to the imaginations of countless Tolkien fans spanning both time and space. Our introduction to Middle-earth may have started in a hole in the ground under the hill, but it's down the road in Bywater that the adventures began, and down the road in Bywater is where I am right now. The air is warm and gently accented by pipe smoke. The kindly wooden tones from floor to ceiling are comfortable, like slipping on a robe and the ale is delicious. We adventurers do well to take our ease from time to time, to pause the ceaseless orc slang, and instead take in the finer, more comfortable locales of the land far away from dungeons and mountainsides, where we ought to enjoy a few drinks while we're at it. It's the many inns of Arda, and you are listening to Beneath Your Feet. Some years ago, this show started with a cozy drink in the Ivy Bush Inn. It seems fitting, then, that I should take to the road and scouting out the many inns, taverns, pubs, meat halls, alehouses, vineyards, and drinkeries of the wide world. My journey today will not be exhaustive. We'll only see a handful of spots, but I won't be going alone. I think one of the things that we were kind of taking a shot in the dark with, with a lot of those taverns was not really being sure what players would use them for or mm. if players would even use them at all right um you know just from prior experiences working in different mmos we knew players like to gather in places but it's always kind of you know you're rolling the dice like when you make places that you hope players will gather and then they decide nah this stall over here or this rock like this is where we want to where we want to be like i i had I had a uh, I had an issue on the message boards because I deleted a rock from Rivendell that apparently this one kinship really really loved and it was their like their meeting spot it was their like nature tavern basically oh, wow. and because I had deleted the rock because I was polishing the area I had no clue so I was like oh yeah all right putting your rock back here's <laughs> some more flowers around it too I'm sorry I had the pleasure of getting to speak with scenario the lead world builder for the Lord of the Rings Online some time ago. We talked specifically about what makes a space cozy and how one goes about recreating some of the most memorable spots in the books and creating some new ones as well. There are a couple of taverns within Yarnfast yeah. um, that, that I enjoyed building um, and a couple of Easter eggs that, we, that I stuck around in, in that interior as well. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think, different from most... In, most taverns that we have in the game and yeah. that it's like you go into yarn fast and there's no teleport into the tavern it's just an open door that you can walk right into that interior whereas a lot of our other taverns you know you use a door you hit that invisible you know teleportation wall and it sends you into um the actual interior so yeah and yarn fast the whole area feels very like working class to me if that makes sense mm -hmm. like very blue collar like these are dwarves who like just got out of the mines they're stinky and dirty and now they just want to go and have a pint before they go home for the day. So I think y'all yeah. nailed that tone. 
they they I think they all the the feeling of they're just kind of like working with what they got um, was mm. kind of what we were going for with the whole region. Um, you know, just a you know a place where you know it may not have been their preference, their choice to right. be where they set up shop, but this is where they are, so they're going to make the most of it. Ah, yes, the quenching trough, most humblest of dwarvish drinkeries. Snugged away in the mines of Yarnfast, it's as rough and tumble, as working class an establishment as we see in the game. From a simplistic layout to chairs knocked over and left on the floor, it is no frills and all business. The type of place a dwarf freshly emerged from the belly of a mountain would stop for a pint at the end of the working day. It's cozy enough in its way, comfortable and warm, and even if the ale doesn't have the intricacies of elvish wine, it's enough to quench my thirst. Now, contrast its utility with the tavern at, say, Thorin's Hall. And then, and then we have places like uh, Thorin's Hall, where we have the bar underneath Thorin's Hall, where like that's the kind of place where you go in and you could feel like there's going to be a bar fight breaking out right. every any minute. Um, you know, it's a little bit more rough and tumble, but again, we set the stage with characters where it just it feels lively and it feels like all of the NPCs themselves are having fun there, even if they're just about to smash someone in the face with a, a, a mug of mead. Polished or not, underground or above, the hospitality culture of Middle-earth is, in fact, rooted in the pubs and inns of Britain, and, I would argue more so, the idea of the quote, working man's pint. When the Romans brought the taberna to Britain thousands of years ago, they established the principle of the public drinking house. These things existed in Britain at the time, especially among the Celts of the north, but such public eating and drinking was more akin to a family meal perhaps not unlike the public spaces found in Lotro among the Dunlendings and the Mead Halls of Rohan. The Taberna, and then the Ale House, were places one went to mingle with the community and to sup on a tasty beverage, especially after a hard day's work. From the fields of the Shire to the mines of Moria, the hard-working folk of Middle-earth, just like Tolkien's Britain, needed a place to blow off the stresses of labor. Then come the inns. In our primary world, inns, historically, are simply taverns with lodging attached. But they were much more than that. Community gathering sites, post offices, general stores, breweries, and so on. The inn, and later the pub, especially in Britain, were local institutions. And so they are the same in Middle-earth, and none more so than the Prancing Pony. Prancing Pony is probably the like biggest tavern in, you know, community hangout spot that we have and we tried to to reinforce that a little bit more by having that stage you know right outside the prancing pony where players can play music though most of them play it at the stable master down the hill whatever uh, <laughs> um or in that little haystack really, behind the prancing pony for some reason right um but uh but really like you know, we, we knew Prancing Pony was going to be a very iconic place, and we wanted to try to make sure that we, we offered role-playing opportunities around it 
um, so that play players would use that. And then we've kind of like extended that out to other locations throughout the world. Like whenever we build a, uh, a housing neighborhood, we always try to make sure that there's some sort of uh, tavern or shopkeep there that, that players can go to. We try to make sure there's some sort of social space that the whole community of a neighborhood can go to, whether it's a gazebo in the center of the neighborhood or a, a concert stage that looks out over the plains of Rohan. You know, we, we try to make sure that the opportunities are there for players to to bring their communities to those places if they so want to. There is a notable gap in hospitality when one travels eastwards. The Forsaken Inn is there, sort of. And if one knows somebody who knows somebody, you might be able to get a seat at the table in the last homely house. But short of that, the pickings are slim for public drink far over the misty mountains cold until one traverses Mirkwood and finds the shores of Long Lake and the town of Dale beyond. There, on top of old ruins, perhaps newly built after the War of the Ring, is a watering hole called the Jolly Bell. It is comfortable, all squares and right angles with blue carpeting and high beams. Every table is a snug, and there are hearths to warm myself by. The fare isn't bad either, and it comes with a high recommendation. I think my favorite uh, tavern right now is the Jolly Bell, just because you walk in, and the Jolly Bell is in um, Dale. Okay. Uh, you walk in and there's a level of richness and depth and clutter and shadow and detail in the space that kind of makes it feel cozy to be in you know kind of like how the tavern is just kind of like wrapping its arms around you and welcoming you in and you know saying like you can sit up at the bar where there's a lot of light or if you want to go back into a corner where it's a little bit quieter darker like you have that you know you have that kind of space um that one to me is the kind of like most cozy mm -hmm. welcoming one for me anyways and i know everyone's gonna have like the different ones that they really like and i and i know a lot of people are like why didn't you say something in the shire and it's like well the the shire ones <clears throat> they're they're too bright for me <laughs> the north to our backs far down the great river we pass into a different realm of men rohan a well-established fact about the rohirrim is that they are in effect anglo-saxons on horseback it's another example of our primary world meshing with Tolkien's Middle-earth. This being the case, it then holds that the space we see most when it comes to Aer Lingus eating and drinking is the Mead Hall. Or, there are standard taverns, like in Woodhurst, but in every single Rohirrim town is a Mead Hall, and Mead Halls mean community. It's in spaces like this that the towns would gather to celebrate, or conduct business, or simply to gather. The fires are welcoming, the meat is lovely, and the tapestries are second to none, but sometimes I like a quieter, smaller venue for my evening ale. If there's any place in Middle-earth where one is truly spoiled for choice when it comes to taverns, it is Minas Tirith. So I head south to the crown jewel of all cities of men. Minas Tirith is full of unique taverns, worlds away from the mead halls of Rohan. As Scenario says... You know, Minas Tirith is by itself, by on its own, this grand, 
you know, decadent fortification, you know, super high walls, big, heavy brick walls, like, you know, marble everywhere. So when you go into those taverns, you feel like you're walking into more of an event hall uh, than you are a tavern. And that's a very different kind of feel. Like you could have, you know, if you wanted to have weddings, um, which we did last year, you know, we did the wedding of Aragorn and Arwen and we went through and redecorated every single tavern and, and pretty much every single other interior in Minas Tirith for the wedding, you know, bringing in, you know, bringing in flowers and different light sources and whatnot to kind of really change look and feel. So you can kind of go back and forth between two spaces, the two spaces, the wedding version and the non-wedding version and be like, wow, like these, these feel like they're for different events. There are so many lands in Middle-earth we've yet to see, but I'll venture a guess and say that there, be it far to the south or to the east, we will discover that mug of ale or glass of wine next to the fireside in unexpected places. Hospitality is endemic even with dark lords about, so wherever we are, it should be noted that we just might find a merry old inn. Thank you for listening to Beneath Your Feet. For more information on the show, please visit anchor.fm slash L-O-T-R-O-B-Y-F. Any support, a review, a share, a donation is all very much appreciated. Beneath Your Feet is also available on YouTube. Search for Lotro Beneath Your Feet to listen to past episodes and watch current live streams. And you can also join me live each month for the Beneath Your Feet live stream on twitch.tv slash stream. With each show, we dive deep into a particular region of the Lord of the Rings online, hunt for Easter eggs, and talk lore for the upcoming podcast episode. And finally, I'm happy to announce a holiday giveaway. If you have left a review on iTunes or are subscribed to the YouTube channel, you need only fill out the entry form on the blog to be entered to win one of three prizes, including a Steam gift card and tavern stickers in honor of this episode. Winners will be announced on December 28th, 2021, so don't forget to enter. Today's music comes from the Lord of the Rings online soundtrack. This episode was written and read by me, with special thanks to Matt Scenario Elliott for the interview. My name is Shoreless, and we'll see you next time when we go beneath your feet. <laughs>